We've made it once again. I'm your host, Brett Brandis, for this function. And joining me, it's my co-host, everyone. Guess what? His name's Eric. Eric, go ahead and tell him what your name is. My name is Eric, and choosing to listen to this podcast, that is a win con for your ears. <laughs> you have won. <laughs> you will need to play the win cons. You've already won. <laughs> Today we're talking win cons in Magic, specifically the Commander format. They have uh, Commander format is just like a, a beast into it. It's not really Magic at this point, right? I feel like they've kind of separated the game almost. <laughs> yeah, the the it, it feels like the the cards like usually you could make like oh if a card's good in Modern, it's probably going to be good in at least halfway decent in Commander. If it's good in Legacy, it's good in Commander. Yeah, and that's just kind of like not the case. Not true anymore. anymore. Yeah, we're like our own format now, and uh, you know clearly Wizards likes it that way because now we spend a lot more money. Yes, <laughs> yes. that's true. And I think they like money. <laughs> they do like money. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, we're on a magic week. You want to talk about any new brews going on? I- I've just been like brewing up a friggin' storm lately. I don't know yeah, what's gotten into me. I've just been like hacking and, and and messing with all my decks. And um, so just recently, I built that Zavaz deck, and already I was having like fun with it, but I am still struggling so much with the Boros color identity. Um, where I, I continuously, every time I play a Boros deck, even if I win the game, I find myself in a situation where it's turn five, I have one card in hand, and I draw one card a turn. And I'm just like, this isn't fun. <laughs> I'm just like, this is miserable. If you guys do anything, yes, I know I'm in the winning position. If you guys do anything at all, I will most likely just draw a single card for the rest of this game. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, that's just not fun. And like all the, uh, all the the options that you have to you, which, uh, which like being in red and white, I, red is kind of different, but like, you know, you go to the, like, oh, why don't you play like artifacts that draw cards every turn? It's like, well, I play a lot of artifacts, so if you wipe my my board of artifacts, like destroy all artifacts, then all my card draw is gone too. <laughs> right now, of course, no harm, no foul, because I needed like I was telling everyone, you know, I needed like two, three cards for that deck to build it, and. Funny enough, I was analyzing the deck, and then I was looking at through my, some of my other decks, and one strategy I really enjoyed that came out of that Zabaz thing was actually this, like, minor construct tribal sub-theme it had going on. And actually, it'll work really well shoehorned into my Fane the Broker deck, which is one of my favorite decks I have. It's in the mono-black stack. Uh, Fane is just a card that just kind of says, like, do whatever you want forever you know just, yeah. as long as you if you have mana you could do anything there yeah, the it, possibilities are endless it kind of creates this this loop of play self-contained on the card where you're like all right i just need someone to kick it off and i can just keep doing stuff yeah yeah and and, it, and it, i do find it to be a lot of fun where you don't do a lot on your turn you kind of on your turn you're just kind of like putting some pieces in play you're just kind of 
But most of the stuff you're doing is in like, oh, he does something. Well, in response, I'll uh, bang, bang. You know, all of a sudden you like shift your battlefield around and it looks totally different from what people expect. And you're just like, yeah, I don't know. I could just do that. And uh, it works really well with these constructs because uh, they happen to mostly be artifacts, creatures, and all have plus one, plus one counters, which are the three things Fane looks for as like, I could use you. I could use every part of the buffalo there. Right. Exactly, yeah. So it's it's been a lot of fun. I kind of just like took out a bunch of the Zabaz deck, put it in there. Now I'm left with the shell. But hey, I have more sleeves, so I can brew another deck. <laughs> I love that you. So are you are you just taking out all the red white cards and then put making it a Fane the Broker deck? Well, no, I have the Fane the Broker deck already set. But what I did was take out twenty of the really bad Fane the Broker cards that that, that was in that deck before. And just put in the 20 cards from that Zabaz deck that actually works. Maybe it wasn't 20. It it definitely wasn't. It was probably 10 cards. Um, But they were, for the most part, you know, it was things like the Hangerback Walker, um, which is my Mecha Godzilla, actually. (laughs) It's, of course, the Battle Fortress. Uh, Cards like uh, Ugin's Nexus was a really sweet one. It works exactly the same way, funny enough. So it was in Zavaz because Zavaz can destroy it for one mana to get you an extra turn. Well, Fane can do it for zero mana. <laughs> he can just right. tap and get yeah. me an extra turn. I was like, oh, perfect. That's kind of the whole reason it was in the deck to begin with. Right. Sacrifice it. get, And actually, it sacrifices it, gets an extra turn, and a 2-1 flyer So in, in Fane. So I was like, it actually works even better there. I love that you were like, no, I'm going to branch out. I'm going to make this like aggro Boros deck. And then it just turned into a mono black. Oh my God. It's yeah. You it's can this, really, my comfort zone is black uh, hole. You're just like, Oh, I could <laughs> <laughs> my really black. showing up. <laughs> yeah. You're not kidding. You're not kidding at all. Uh, but yeah, that's what I got going on. Uh, we're, we're, we're back at the party, though. What were you drinking for this episode? I see you got, got, you got a little something-something there. Yeah, I got a... Uh, I have... I've been kind of bored with just drinking, like, tea in the afternoon. So I... What I like... Judging it up. Just juicing it up. So I made, like, a mix of, like, pineapple, apple, and orange juice. And I have been just... It just... It just That's a lot it. of juices. That's a lot of juices in there. Yeah, I love that combo. Okay, what what was it again? Pineapple, pineapple, apple, and orange. Oh, that's a good combo. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. yeah, it's that's like definitely a perfect combo. mixing combo for me too. If I ever just want to like, do you have a juicer? No, I don't have a juicer. I bought a juicer, and it was a great choice. Do it, it, uh, it. around, yeah. Do it around the uh, that Black Friday time frame, mm-hmm. or, or or even better is the the Amazon Prime Day thing where they do those lightning sales. I think that's where I got mine for, like, well over half off. Ooh, yeah. The one thing you will find is you blow through fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fruit is, like, pretty expensive. Yeah, it is. Well, especially when you're, like, you're juicing it, because it, you do not get a lot of juice out of a yeah, single you fruit. Don't get a lot you do not. It's like, when you're buying the juices, you're like, oh, this will last me, like, a week. When you buy fruit, it'll last you like that day. You have to juice everything. <laughs> and that's yeah. like, that's the juice you have for the day. And you're like, damn. You're like, this is a lot of work. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh yeah, this big, this big honking pineapple. Yeah, I just bought like a bunch of like the frozen, like 
the yeah, and that's honestly the best way. Even yeah, even for juicing is like that's kind of the best way to do it is buy the frozen fruit versions because then they sit for longer and you get more volume at the same time. It's like yeah. that's the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, today I got it's WinCon day, so I got my award-winning whiskey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just had to like. I think probably most of my whiskeys are award-winning because you know how like every year just because like, you like they're just tossing out awards left yeah, and right. Yeah, just loose awards on the ground. Yeah, right. Like the, distilleries. Just like oh. this award is just like I don't know. Some dude liked it at a tasting one time. <laughs> so I guess that that earns you something, I suppose. So this is uh, Maker's Mark Forty Six. So I actually prefer this to Maker's Mark, the regular one. Um, and funny enough, it's not it's not forty six percent alcohol; it's forty seven percent alcohol. So that's not what it's named for. <laughs> it's named for like it was like their forty sixth attempt at like a specific wood profile. I just think that it's so funny how it like ended up at like that exact number where you'd be like, "Oh, that sounds like that's the proof." Then that's probably the proof. <laughs> well, I, I wonder if they did that on purpose to, to because they didn't want the marketing to uh, to go out be like, "Oh, that means it's forty six proof." Look, it says 46 right, proof. right. The name they're like, "No, yeah, not the only story that, they could is... easily proof it down to forty six percent. It's at forty seven, which means it comes in a higher proof already. All they have to do is like add a little bit." water and bam it's 46 proof yeah and i i don't know too much about whiskey so I, this might not be correct but i can't imagine adding or change watering it down to 46 from 47 changes the flavor profile too much i'm sure it does from what they want actually it's it, a single few drops of water changes whiskey quite severely which is actually pretty insane so if, if, if that's what they wanted this exact profile then what i mean <laughs> up to them but <laughs> Yeah, it just it's just funny that it, it's right on the level, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it should be." <laughs> I mean, also, like that could say. <laughs> uh, so, what are we going to talk about today? Then we're going to be talking about win conditions. Win but Eric, why would we want to win the game? Yeah, it's why would we want the game to end? It's our favorite yeah. game. It's our favorite game. Let's have it never end. Let's we play just forever. Play once, and that's it. Well, you know what? In a game where I'm playing Boros and I draw one card a turn, please, God, end the fucking end game. The game. <laughs> end my suffering. It, Let I, me play my mono black. <laughs> there, there is like a turn count where it turns from like, wow, this is a really intense game to we all agree the game should end. <laughs> yeah, and like, I think it definitely it definitely comes to that point, right? Where if everyone's only drawing a single card in a turn, and yet the turns are still somehow lasting 10 minutes, you know the game is probably stalled to a point of, like, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, and then you're looking, but he's like, man, if the game doesn't end in five minutes, like, we're not going to be able to play another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, if things are still happening, people are drawing yeah. multiple cards, people are playing multiple cards a turn, it's probably still fun and, like, enjoyable. As soon as it's like, I draw my one card, but then his turn, somehow after that takes ten minutes. Okay, we're probably not all having fun anymore. Right. <laughs> so, this kind of... I. I think the win con, like what is a win con discussion is kind of interesting because I, once I started thinking about it and going through my decks, because like there are classic, classic win cons that everyone knows about, but then there's like a couple steps down where you're like, well, this card probably won me the game, but it's not really a win yeah. con. Like, yeah, you can get deeper and deeper into the tank, right? Yeah, like, like Consecrated Sphinx or Parallel Lives. It's like, 
well, sure. these are the cards that probably won you the game. But I don't yeah, even like really a card consider. like Esper Sentinel turn one. Pro- yeah. Like, sure, it drew him a bunch of cards. Does that mean he won the game? I mean, might could have meant it could have meant he won the game. Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I think when we're talking about win cons here, it, from the list you have up, it looks like you agree with me. We're talking about like end game, like game ender cards, where it's like right. it I doesn't play necessarily the win the second you play it. Some yeah. cards do say that I play the card, I win the game. There are some of those, and those do count because <laughs> you played them to win the game. But for the most part, there are just cards that are so inevitable. It's just like I played this card, and everyone like holds their breath. They're like, ah. I'm like, does anyone have any cards? Like, okay, yeah. Like we, these are cards that'll basically might not win right now, but within a turn cycle, he probably wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, they. It's yeah. It's it basically cards that like, oh, if this resolve, like you consider scooping before. <laughs> Like, the rest of the game is academic. Um, so, yeah, and th- this kind of goes into my, like, deck-building philosophy, where there's, like, I, I kind of separate everything into four sections. There's there's um, support cards, there's, uh, there's interaction, engine cards, and then win-cons is kind of, like, its last category. And without saying too much about that whole structure, I think our next episode will have to be like literal deck construction for deck Commander. Construction. I think we have to have a formal like lay yeah. it out. Like, yeah. what's the Dragon Party way? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'll I'll go more into that. Yeah, we'll go super in depth on like exactly what we mean when we're yeah. doing a deck structure and win cons are probably a part of that discussion. Like, yeah, if as as a category. Yeah, it, it could be its own category. And there's so uh, so these are cards. Yeah, win cons are cards that kind of just like will end the game. You don't. I found you don't really need cards that are specifically win cons if like what the deck is doing it puts enough threats on the table. Because I was thinking about like like um, reanimator decks or like your vehicle deck. I, I don't. There's not too many like win cons per se, but it's like I. Yeah cheap creature like for very cheap i put out good creatures kalia it's like all the cards are good none of them are like <laughs> right you can't you can't con. just say oh that one demon is my win con right it's just it's, one of 30 demon I, yeah maybe i have 30 win cons in that instance if that's how you want to mark it down exactly every yeah. demon's a good demon <laughs> yeah and like some token makers feel like win cons but like some don't where like like uh one of your commanders is Bellodros. Like that's gonna make a whole lot of tokens. But the token making aspect of it isn't like the win con per se. It would take a very long time for yeah. that to be the win con. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bad win con, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might win you the game, but it's not. It good. could win me the game, but yeah, I wouldn't be like afraid, like, oh no. He's going to make a 1-1 one, oh one every turn. That pass. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. I fear no man, but that pass. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I guess what we'll start with this question, and then I think we'll end with this question, which is like the how many do you run question, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, just keep this in mind as we as we go through the rest of our entirety of our discussion. It's like, what is our goal with running win cons? Like, how many should you run as as opposed to how many do you run to? Uh, I, I, and you did this as well. I wrote it down on our sheet here. But I analyzed some of my commander decks and to see, 
well, how many do I run? How many do I, and what do I consider my win cons in each deck too? Uh, yeah. Maybe we differ in opinions on that. So that maybe that can come up too. Uh, starting off, I had what you mentioned, my vehicle deck, where you said like, you probably don't run any. Maybe you're right. <laughs> like, because like I put one as a win con and that I kind of is my Parhelion too, which is yeah. like the Grease Fang combo. Yeah, I mean, like, it is the, best, the best card to run with Grease Fang. And it's also kind of the only thing that's like like super uber double pressures your opponent. Where it's yeah, like, that's a yeah. lot of power. That's 13 right. power. That's a lot. It's a lot of power. And it, like, it's leaves two angels that can crew Parhelion 2 later. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh man, is Parhelion 2 like a win con? And it's like, it definitely is because of the two angels it leaves behind. Because it's not... So it is a snowball as well. It's not just 13 every turn. It's 13, then it's 17... Or no, then it's uh, 21. It's plus 8, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, 13, I, then it's 21, and then it's like then it's 29. And I, I can guarantee you I'll, I'll be doing it every turn. Like, it, it's, right, it's pretty yeah. easy once I have it in play. I think, for me, I might have... I don't think I would classify as like a win con. It would kind of fall in the like your this is your engine. Like this is the this is you're cranking this thing as hard as you can, and this is the best thing that it can do, and it's really really good at it. Um, I mean, in that case, then you're saying yeah, Grease Fang has zero win cons because that's the entire deck. I all my purpose is just a super resilient deck where I'm just turn after turn. Getting something right. in my graveyard, returning it, attacking for a bunch. And yeah. I mean, all, all, every, everything that deck does is, is through combat damage. I can't win any other way. Yeah. Because I, that's, I have zero win cons in Kalia because of the kind of a similar thing where it's like, mm. I draw my, my angels and dragons and I play them. Sure. Like, yeah. I guess you could maybe consider um, Gisela one because of the double damage effect where it kind of feels like, oh, well, I, I was only taking 10 <laughs> and now really all of a sudden hit. I'm taking. 30 um but yeah that's really the only one that's like sure he dealt five damage to one of my creatures yeah that's that's not like super special yeah and and i i feel no need while playing the deck i mean it's one every time i've played it i have no need to add any win cons there's no reason for it (laughs) like everything works super smooth in that deck there's no reason at all to add anything that i'm like ah i just can't get over that that top you know i just like yeah there's just that wall that i can't get behind i feel like everything's powerful enough and i imagine it's the same in kalia like no my demons are big enough like i right, don't yeah. need to like kick that extra notch yeah because what like what your deck does is generating threats that deal damage so it's like right. i don't need like crater hoof behemoth to put myself over the top because i just have a bunch of one ones yeah. it's just like no i'm I'm attacking you for like ten damage every turn. Like you gotta interact with me, or <laughs> I don't need a one card thing to finish the game. Right. Uh, the the next one that I analyzed was my Fain deck that we were just talking about, and this one's a super ridiculous oddball deck. So I have no idea. I said like anywhere from one to six. I don't know because the it, it mostly is a combo deck, but the combos are ridiculous. Re- ridiculously overcomplicated. <laughs> they're like they're like four to five card combos. If you actually wanted to combo win, you would. I, I think I would need probably like half my deck in play <laughs> to like guarantee a combo win. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it would be like 
The one. The, the ones I I run one alternate win condition, which is the um, the treasures one. Revel and riches. Revel and riches. Yeah. I don't think I would ever win with that card unless, like, man, you just you never have ten treasure. Like, you have to. Using them. You have to count exactly. You'd have to count on revel and riches. Uh, so its other ability is that it like whenever your opponent's creatures die, you get treasure. If that produces enough treasures, then I could see me winning with that. Yeah, you, but I, as that deck like, stands, no, nah, there's no way I get enough treasures to to actually do that. But I guess the win cons. I don't know if these cards are in your deck, but they'd be like, so, like a blood artist effect, where it's like, oh, whenever I sacrifice an artifact, deal. Don't have blood artist. I do like have that. marionette master. Marionette master. Yeah. So that one definitely is one. Uh, and then the rest is is yeah, it's just combos. It's just kind of counting on. Uh, yeah, I just kind of grind and try and get my creatures big enough. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I have. Um, one two-card combo with Constructs, which is um, the Crackdown Construct. And if I have that and Lightning Greaves, it gets infinitely big and has haste. Um, as long as I have two creatures, because I can, you keep, can just keep it keep back and forth. Back yeah, um, It's definitely not like an auto win, because you could just block it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I blocked. Ah. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just one really big construct. Um, but right. it, can, it can certainly get people out of nowhere, and and so it, it counts. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It that, I think that definitely counts. Yeah, that yeah. kind of reminds me, like, so I, I found like the deck construction or what kind of deck it was, like, was pretty much the sole determiner of how many win cons it is. Like combo decks, it feels like, like the my Brea deck feels kind of like your fan deck, mm-hmm. where it's just like we're. My combo version of Brea, I, Brea and Marinette Mester were the only two win cons in the entire deck because the yeah, rest of and it like, kind of is all you need because like yeah, everything synergizes so freaking well. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just you want to make the your synergy like super efficient, it's where you're always just drawing cards, doing all this stuff, making all these defense like defensive tokens, and then it's like okay, Marinette Mester, I win the game. We're like infinite mana with Brea, I win the game. Um, the combat version ended up being like four to five win cons. Right, uh, you might need to run more, except for our example where, like, Reese Fang and Kalia co- combats are just, like, every threat, everything's a threat. Everything's so a threat. I don't you need anything in addition to it. Yeah. Uh, then I had uh, Liliana, is another part of my monoblock stack, and I had only one in there. And I did that purposely, because I found when I ran more, honestly, I would just win too easily. <laughs> so I'm holding it back purposefully. Because it feels a lot more fun to play with less win cons and more dirtily fun stuff and like just kind of going off. Um, Liliana herself is a win con. If if her emblem is in play, um, you mostly win the game. Yeah, you every just time. win the game if you have emblem out. Uh, I lost a game with an emblem just last time I played it. So <laughs> you don't, in fact. <laughs> I have learned the hard way. Um, and that's mostly my fault, though, because I did I, I did kind of hold my deck back from like being able to sacrifice my own creatures because it, it does get it's a little too strong when I get to get to do that. Yeah, um, there's there's a ton of stuff that facilitates the sacrifice loop looping kind of decks. Yeah, there's just like. Okay. Sometimes it's more fun to, to play it. without it. Sometimes it's more yeah. fun to play with the jank cards that like can do it, but they do it the hard way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and sometimes that's more fun. 
Um, oh, yeah, definitely. The Renar Spirits deck is an interesting case. This is a blue-white control deck, essentially, and I have zero win cons in it. And it's not because um, I don't want to run them. It's because I, I have no idea what to run to win the game with the stupid deck. You know, and <laughs> I think maybe, like, this exercise, because I saw that and I was like, you know, there's sometimes when, like, you stalled out with this deck. That's kind of what it felt like because you just were like, oh, yeah. I have a yeah, bunch you were of watching spirits, the deck, but I don't and you're like, uh, and you feel hopeless playing against this deck. And I'm like, you know, I know you feel hopeless right now, but I'm doing four damage a turn, <laughs> and, I, right. and I can't do anything more than that. And I don't want to just like, I run the Marshall's anthem, but I don't want to run just you know, uh, what what's the double strike lifelink card and call it a friggin' day? You know what I mean? True conviction, that, that, true conviction which is a, a win con for sure. But, you know, I don't want to just jam True Conviction and call it a day. It's kind of boring. I would want to find something more exciting that works along the lines of Renar. Something that, because it something if you exile enough things, it won the game. Something that's like Azorius, Azor's Gateway, but actually wins the effing game. All it does is, like, I spent five turns and now I have 400 mana. It means nothing to me. <laughs> I can't use that mana for anything anyway, so it's just a laughable thing in my deck anyway. Yeah, the, you, that deck kind of turns out to be like, like a. You almost want to play it like a control deck where the two dance, like Renar is your win con. Is your win it con? It kind of is. Like, Spirit right, damage gonna... is my win con, but it's a really piss poor win con. I mean, it takes me forever and a day to win. Yeah, that, that kind of sounds, sounds similar, similar to my uh, Aminato deck, where it's pretty much all about just controlling the battlefield. Control, yeah. And I have, like, some big creatures that I can, like, cheat out. And those are kind of my win cons. Like, um, I have, like, the new Emrakul. Like, that's kind of, like, my win con. Because it's just like, all right, mm. no one else is going to do anything. And then I'm going to play this big 13-13 that has protection. And I'm just going to protect this thing. Uh, <laughs> I also, in that deck, I also have the sweet uh, Demonic Pact. Or the, yeah, so whatever... Um, it's the one where you choose one of four... I think that options. is Demonic Pact, yeah, the okay. enchantment. When a card's named like this, I'm like, well, I'm never going to remember this card because it's like, is it fiendish pack, demonic pack, devil pack? What is it? But uh, then you just, then you give it to somebody else right before, uh, right before the last choice. That's that's definitely gotten a bunch of people. I've seen that. Th it's it's because really it's really hard to remove when it's on your own battlefield. You're like, I don't know how to deal with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're just staring at you like, well. <laughs> I remember, oh, no. I feel like I had a card once, and you gave me that, and I had a card that said, like, destroy it in something an opponent controls, and I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> right, <laughs> I control like, it. You're like, oh, good, I draw this. I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> this has never that sucks. Before, <laughs> but, um, sure. but yeah, that, that's kind of the, the another interesting, like, style of deck where it's all about, like, suppressing everybody else and making sure like your thing gets through even though it's super slow it's usually like a blue like stall kind of strategy i just feel like if i were gonna run anything in renar as a win con i would probably make it an alt win con not not just a stupid combat one i don't know like i have enough decks that win through combat that i don't need my control deck also to just win through combat <laughs> uh-huh 
It just doesn't feel like what I want it to be. And that's kind of why I have none right now. So it's a deck that's desperately searching for something that has nothing. At one yeah. point, I thought maybe I would run the uh, the approach, approach to the approach second, second. sun. Yeah. But it's so fucking awkward. <laughs> it's just yeah. such a bad card. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking, and there's really not too many other than like self mill strategies but that doesn't really there's really nothing that works with uh no there's nothing and that's kind of why yeah it's just a an odd case that i've won games of an r plenty by dealing four damage a turn legitimately like um you know i i have some cards that give creatures plus one plus one so then i go from four damage to 12 damage and that kind of which is you know good. is enough that's exactly good. yeah and it's like and then and like i'm like bam there we go and it's like just enough damage i'm not winning the game by a generous margin. I'm, like, barely squeaking it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, my Paco Halden deck is a funny one. Um, I said anywhere from zero to three. And that's because there's, like, three cards in there that, like, you might consider a win con, right? I have, like, Cyclonic Rift, which I would debate is a win con. It's mostly a protection yeah. spell. I think, um, I think there are cards that can use it as a win con because they're like yeah like the a, thing is you can win the game right i bounce all your permanents i attack from i, attack, I mean it's, yeah. it is a very easy thing it can act yeah kind of like a crater hoof where it's just yeah. like i play the spell and now all the damage all i have is going to go through that's basically yeah. what crater says but yeah so like i agree it's almost like, never used that way which is right. why we don't like it <laughs> it's almost always like oh i'm gonna like i'm about to do just a thing, and they're like, well, I'm going to bounce everyone else's board at the end of your turn, and I'm just going to set up a little pillow fort here. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, well, all right, I guess. <laughs> I, have, I, have, um, I have certain cards in that deck, like uh, Paradox Zone, which eventually spirals out of control. If you leave it there long enough, you know, it's starting to make like 84 84s all of a sudden. Right. Um, I, I have, but I, I'm using these cards as like, cre my creatures. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't even like think about, it can be into, like, the right deck, I think, but I, I don't know if I even classify that as, like, oh, it is a win con, it acts like that one deck, but your whole deck is about, like, I steal your thing and I'm gonna play it. Yeah, yeah, Holden just looks to, like, I mean, that's just the way I interact with uh, players, so I can yeah. focus my deck on cheap ways to save my own stuff, and then I use everyone else's decks as, like, the, okay, here's, there's a really good kill spell, oh, there's a good wipe the board spell, um, you know, and, and that's the way I kind of manage everything in that one little deck. And then I also have cards like Field of the Dead. It's a Field of the Dead deck, of course. That is a win con, I, I think. You know, you could call it a win con, but it really isn't. I mean, I make a 2-2 a turn, and that's just to protect my ass. <laughs> just, I don't want to die. I don't play any creatures. I, Paco is my creature, uh, and that's so that every card I flip off Paco gets in the counter and can be played with Halden. Yeah, I, I think... I think that field of that just because it's like it's impossible to deal with. Like enchantments are hard to deal with, but lands are just like, oh man. <laughs> I just I've never won with combats from a two-two zombie. I don't think that's ever maybe won not in that one, but that's really what I'm saying. That's like it's not a win con. I mean, I've never ever won that way. You well, no, you well, you've won with uh, it in. Um, Karametra. Karametra, yeah. Absolutely. But Karametra is a deck where, like, I play land after land after land. It's a landfall deck, so it just, like, spirals out of control. Um, 
the the next one is like my most typical and this is also the karametra thing too it's Belladros, karametra ones like that there's so, like the, the the landfall decks play the typical landfall you know win cons i mean Belladros isn't landfall ones Belladros has um its win cons are the extort guy mm-hmm. what's his name Oh. Every everyone has extort. All my creatures have extort. Oh, uh, yes, I do. It's a two seven or something. It's like a that. two seven. Everyone has extort, and essentially what that means for Belladros is that he kicks out those one ones every turn. And yes, the one ones don't just like automatically win you the game. But if you have it, it's Pontiff of Blight. Pontiff. Um, the Pontiff of Blight is out there. Every spell turns into like drain for five, <laughs> and that that. That can end the game real quick, yeah. um, especially in Belladros, where I can untap all my mana every turn. Um, and then the only other win con is um, essentially. Uh, I actually, the, I can have, I have three. Uh, Soul Conduit switches life totals. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a super good way to be like, I go yeah. down to one. I switch my life totals with you. Now you're down to one, and that's like such an easy I way to attack win. with like ten pests and. Yeah, and then just like and like you're dead. You can't block all my pests. So just like, and then I have I run um, Exsanguinate, which is one of the classics from. Yeah, that, that is like that is one definitely one of the classics. Yeah, one of the classics. Um, it's essentially just you know, Bella just allows you to double your mana on a turn. So you know, double ten mana is twenty mana. Eighteen drain you golf for eighteen. Easy way to win the game, and it's just like a generally good card. Even if you cast it for five, and you're like, I just need, I just need life. I just need yeah, exactly. Life. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to live. To survive. So it's like the perfect amount of like win cons that you'd expect for a deck that's just a big mana deck. Yeah, I've like they're a very classic. Case. Like any big mana deck in Commander is going to run the three or four cards, and like the rest of the deck is ramp, and then it's going to run three or four cards that just say like, bam. Yeah, and I think that. That is one of the things that make it the most powerful or make those kind of strategies the more powerful ones is because like the stuff you're doing anyway, like if you're playing a ramp deck, well, your support cards for ramp are also acting like your engine cards. Yeah. Also triggering all your win cons. So it's like, well, instead of like, hey, man, I for your Boros deck, like I just have to have a bunch of artifacts, but I'm not an artifact deck because I, I need artifact ramp. So these cards that are uh, your like support ramp cards, they're not really doing anything to synergize, synergize with the rest of your deck other than just allowing you to play. But when it's like, oh man, he hit landfall, so he exiled one of my creature, or exiled this not land permanent, and made like a 2-2 and a 4-4, and he has another land. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he got all that just by doing something he was going to do anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so... I mean, I'm sure you've matched up with a bunch of these categories that I've mentioned. Any any additional things you can think of for like, yeah, reasons your deck runs a certain amount of win cons? I I don't know if this is a reason or something, but so in except for cards that are except for decks that are like specifically like oh uh, my tribal like a changeling deck, like it kind of everything is a win con because it just stacks everything synergizes so well yeah that's or, closer like, to the Kalia argument yeah. right you're just try- you're trying to just play everything is a a more threats threat. <laughs> the yeah. more threats you have the stronger your deck becomes exactly 
And that's, yeah, so there's no individual win cons. It's just, I need everything out is yeah, my win Exactly. <laughs> I need it all. So things were kind of like that, um, or they were just like very engine-y. So I'm thinking of like my Aethros, my, uh, my cycling deck, where it's just like, I'm just going to cycle a bunch of times. Um, except yeah, for that, those. So, you know, something about your Aethros deck is uh, something to pose. Is the is the whole is your commander your win con right? Aethros relies heavily on its ability in that deck because if oh, it yeah. wasn't there, it's oh, like yeah, your it's deck does around. legit nothing. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it, that's kind of the win con, but it's also like not very good. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> no. it's really only a win con if there if your opponent is at like less than twelve life. <laughs> then, it's, <laughs> then it's like oh my god, it's, it's yeah. Now you're screwed. I got you trapped. Yeah, and uh, but that and also like uh, my or or if it's a um, if it's a deck where it like tries to like prison lock you out, so like Seralf or Yurlock, like the commander is the only win con in the deck, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the whole deck is to like say like you guys aren't going to do anything. Um, other than that, I had four win cons in every deck. Wow! No kidding. Like that's your number. Like you're that hitting that number. four number. And I didn't Whoa. know that, but it was like exactly four. Like consistently throughout your decks, you're like four, yeah. four, four. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. With the combat brand, there's four. Gavi. I know I said it was kind of more enginey, but there was four things that are just like give everything, or um, some of my token decks is like basically give everything exalted, or. I yeah, that's funny. Like that, it was. I mean, that's like a total difference from me for sure. Because I think if you average all of my decks together, I probably run one to two. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe. I definitely don't run that. I do know um, Gadwick actually runs a lot more than I thought it did. Um, when I went into it, I was surprised. I was I was thinking that it was a deck that I just draw so many cards that I don't really run many mm-hmm. win cons. But when I look, dug into the deck, the the, the key for, for Gadwick is that its win cons are, are finicky. They, <laughs> they certainly don't win the game uh, on the spot. But they just kind of control the battlefield so freaking well that it's pretty inevitable, especially if I get multiple turns. So I have things like Willbreaker, which allow me to gain control of everyone's stuff, but that's super reliant on what else is there. Right. It's like if nothing's there, I'm I'm totally not going to win the game. <laughs> just sit yeah. there. Um, Master of Waves is, is, a, Waves is a classic is a one, one though, because it, it yeah, just it's just a big alpha attack. Um, Dismiss into Dream is one of my absolute favorites. It kind of allows me to just kill all of my opponent's stuff. Um, Sphinx of the Second Sun is one of my f- absolute favorite blue cards of all time. Now <laughs> allows me to have all the turns. Uh, that I would certainly put in the win-con category. It, it, it's definitely expensive enough to be a win-con. Yeah, and I think, so, I, I think what maybe one of the reasons why I came up with those those clear numbers is, like, I was really strict to my definition of, like, win-con versus not win-con. Like, mm-hmm. um, like, my, like, Zyrus deck, yes, the Locust God certainly, could, if you were to really put my feet to the fire and say, like, no, the Locust God is a wig con because it makes a whole bunch of creatures. I'd be like, all right, all right, that's fine. But yeah, I, and I think that's a fair assessment for sure. I mean, yeah, it, it spirals out of control. It really does quick. spiral out of control. That but, plus any wheel is a wing con. <laughs> right, but I, I, but like the real true wing cons are like the Beastmaster Ascension in my book, where it's just like 
okay, I have like seven one ones that sometimes I've tapped them to mana to wheel and do all this stuff. Um, but like the ones that like impact Trevor's whenever a creature mm. enters the battlefield, deal damage. The the one where if like there's the artifact wherever whenever you uh, at, at the end of your turn, each opponent loses life for each tapped creature you control. So right, like, right, right. Those are the ones that I was like, okay, these are my win cons. Like forced fruition, that's like it's basically a win con because it's like, all right, I'm like if you cast any spells, I'm gonna create twenty snakes that all tap for mana and, right. and all this other stuff. So like I'm just gonna win, right? But like yeah, it's there's a bunch of cards and a lot of my decks are they're like this could be a wing con. Like this is the card that's going to win me the game, but it's right, not right. Reader hook. Um, but yeah, I just found that very fascinating. I was going through yeah, all four. Of, like four to five. Um, I think I kind of, I put a little more than I need because I like the variety, even though like ultimately mm. you're kind of winning the game. Okay. So you don't think you're doing it to like optimize the deck. You think you're doing it to like actually feel a different flavor from the deck. Every time you play it, like you yeah. draw that one con and you go, huh, let's try and win the game. Let's do that this way. way. Yeah. Like the, the four man enchantment that basically gives all your creatures, uh, uh, exalted. It's a, it's a white enchantment. Like that feels different than playing, uh, like, like a sacrifice to deal damage. Uh, enchantment. I don't know. Right. It, like ultimately, it all ends up doing the same thing. He's like, I'm trying to do a lot of damage, but I don't know. <laughs> I like uh, that makes sense. Well, in my mind, I, and that's a good point too. What I would do in those scenarios is I just like swap them out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I run the two to three, and once I'm tired of those two to three, I'll like, swap those two to three out. Yeah, for a different win con. Yeah, I just, totally. I feel, I don't like my decks to have more than than like two to three. Four seems like a lot to me. Just like, I mean, when we get into the deck building uh, actual episode and everything, we'll talk about like numbers we feel comfortable around within each category that there is within a deck. You know, like how many lands do you run? How many? Because like, there's definitely a number that I feel comfortable, and numbers that I'm like, uh, no, I really I don't want to try that even. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I don't. I've played enough of those to know that I hate it. <laughs> yeah. It, and I think there are, like, if you play more win cons, then maybe you don't use much, like, card draw because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I need to draw. I need to win the game somehow. Um, or, like, if your engine is putting threats on the board, then it's like, ah, I really only need, like, one or two. Like, yeah. um, like you were saying with Exsanguinate, it's like, well, I, I kind of have a bunch of creatures out already. Right. Yeah. Uh, now we'll just go over, now that we've talked about our personal decks and everything, and just kind of how many that are around, I just wanted to go over just like, hey, what are the typical ones you'd see here and there in any given game? And to be honest, most of this comes from, like, probably longer ago. Like, this is all, the, the, the format has changed so much, and we haven't gotten to keep up with it for the most part. You know, like, we play in our own playgroup, and with... Definitely not as many new cards as probably most see, I would assume. So a lot of these cards are going to be like, no, no one plays that anymore. And we'll be like, you're right. (laughs) But it was definitely a win con back in the day. And you could play it and it still would be a win con. I mean, for the most part, they just print so many cards. You could replace these with any given effects. We're just giving examples of like the typical one ones you would see in any given game to watch out for. Um, 
I'll start with just the category. I kind of went by archetype. So the first category I had was just green creatures. And this can mean anything. It doesn't have to be a mono green deck. It just means yeah. greens included. So Because like these are literally used anywhere. It doesn't have to be green at all. Uh, other than the fact that the color identity has to include green. Uh, you mentioned the first one, which is the Beastmaster's Ascension. And this is just, I mean, it's just have five creatures, attack, and you probably win the game because it's way too much damage. They put plus yeah. five, plus five to all your creatures on this three mana enchantment. And all you have to do is get like seven counters on it by just tapping, just having your stuff tap. Yeah, like you... Through any means. Over um, any amount of turns. <laughs> yeah. Well, Beastmaster's Ascension, I think you have to attack. I think it's... Um, Has to attack? Okay. Yeah. But you have to attack... But you attack seven with seven tokens. And then over as many turns as you want. Boom. And then they all get plus five, plus five forever. Doesn't matter if they're attacking or not. They just have plus five, plus five after that. Yeah. It's, it's Which is insane. I remember one of my win cons out of Karametra. It, it has since come out, because it, it definitely faded in, in actual usefulness, was the collective... Uh, blessing, which is all it is, is plus three plus three for six mana. This is plus five plus five for three mana, yeah. <laughs> and it's easier to do. And I remember plus three plus three got me there nearly every single time I played it. Like it almost always won the game. Plus three plus three was enough. So this is plus five plus five. It's always always enough. Yeah, always. like the for token decks especially. Yeah, plus three plus three feels like I triple my damage. <laughs> it does, right? Yeah, because you're just making a bunch of one ones for the most part. Yeah, two, two. so it's like I have ten like one ones. It's like oh now I feel <laughs> like forty damage. But yeah, Beastmaster Ascension, Crater Hoof. They're probably the two. Crater Hoof is definitely the most popular. Beastmaster Ascension. There's the um, Greater Hoof definitely wins more on the spot. It doesn't require nearly as much. Yeah. Shoot, what was the other one? Another really popular one is it gives all creatures plus one plus one an infect. Oh, uh, Triumph of the Hordes. Triumph of the Hordes. That's another popular one because. Yeah, I haven't seen that that much. much, but it does exactly the same thing, right? I mean, it's just an alpha strike, one, one, yeah. boom. I play one spell. If you don't block this many creatures, you're dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tainted Strike works the same way. Tainted in black. Strike. In black, yeah. yeah. Just needs 10 damage from a single strike and that kills someone, eats someone. So that's definitely a win con. Mm -hmm. That can be used elsewhere. It's actually like, that's the thing I like about some of my win cons that I play. I like the ones that are way more flexible. So, for instance, I don't like the Beastmaster Ascension and the Crater Hoofs. They're so linear. You just play them and they do the one thing and then they win. After that, they're pretty useless. I mean, Crater Hoof actually is probably a little better. It's still 5-5. Five, 5-5 five. Um, five, five creature that, yeah. You that's can play. probably okay. But yeah, it's like, th that's why these are basically spells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because if you, if, you've, if you've played Crater Hoof and haven't won the game, you've you're not you're pretty much in trouble because <laughs> everyone's gonna kick your butt yeah or it's just well, you, might, you might have at least blocked. wiped out one person now and made and made it so that you can't lose yeah that's the thing about th those win cons it's just like they kill one person's probably enough you don't need to kill everybody kill one person and then the next person's sitting there with their tail between their legs i mean what yeah. are they gonna do against your board that has, includes now five five or with beastmaster ascension that includes seven six sixes what are they gonna right. do about that <laughs> and, and that's why Creator Hope, I think, is the most popular one. It's because it's like it scales so big. Like if you have ten creatures, yeah. they all get eleven. Yeah, you'll 11, definitely 11 win the game. Right, 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 and right, trample. Right. You're just like, right. Whoa. It's just no. There's no scenario in which you didn't win the game right, unless yeah. 
Unless they they're somehow like fogged, fog they fogged. Or Teferi's protection or something. But Teferi's yeah. protection does it. Um, next, I had the lands category, and these are these are uh, very popular in our playgroup for sure. We'll see these everywhere. Uh, Avenger of Zendikar, all three of which I play in Karametra. Avenger of Zendikar is a classic one. You can play this in a non-landfall deck. I mean, this card's crazy powerful. At the end of the game, this thing comes down and makes you like all the tokens that you want, and then each land makes that much power. It's crazy how strong this thing is. This is this is, I think, the one that I think is like falling out of favor amongst players. Mostly, I'd be surprised. I think you could play this anywhere. I think. I think because you play it, unless you have a way to give all your creatures haste, like it does, there is that full turn cycle where everyone's like, all right, you got to do something. Um, I mean, that seems fine to me, though. Even if they had to wipe the board just because you played your Avenger of Zendikar, it's kind of... Yes, this doesn't win the game on the spot, but, I mean, give me two turns and you're dead. (laughs) And everyone's dead. Yeah, these decks, or these... we say lands, but they're like you kind of were saying. Like ramp is so efficient and good now, especially yeah. land ramp. We're just like, yeah. yeah, I can just play Admonition Angel and just like Admonition like, Angel's been a beast. Things. The amount of games I've won with Admonition Angels is is a lot more than Field of the Dead. Let me tell you that. <laughs> I win a lot more games because Admonition is just so efficient. It just gets rid of everything that's a threat, and you just attack for lethal before anyone can do anything about it. It's like you already got rid of all of their threats, and now you're just crushing them. Yeah. Because they have nothing to block. This 6-6 six, six flyer plus all my other stuff. It's just, it's so strong. Yeah, I think, so it, when I was doing my, like, uh, def, like strict definition of Wincon, I wouldn't have had Infinition Angel in here. Because I think this is one of the things that's just like, it's really good at it's like a board wipe kind of except like even better because it's not just a one-time effect mm. but yeah it's like this is the card that will win you the game but it's not like a game you don't play it and then end the game um, that's fair that's fair it yeah can, it's definitely one of those if if you were like no i really think this is a win con i'm not gonna fight you too hard yeah <laughs> i mean with that philosophy you'd have to take off all of these then feel the dead there's no way you're winning the game the second you play that Avenger of yeah. Zendikar, there's no way you win the game the second you play that. Well, yeah, second you play, I, it, that's a little, um, <laughs> it, there's a little, bit like, Avenger of Zendikar, that kind of fits, because it's like, alright, I give me one turn, and then I'm gonna play two lands, and then attack with everything. Uh, feel the it's dead. A, all, all of these are, are over the course of a few turns. I mean, that, that's, that's... Yeah. They're on this list, but, because it, it's for a land stack. I mean, land stacks do the same thing they always do. They just ramp like crazy. <laughs> right. And eventually snowball into something big. And people never want to counterspell a, a, like, cultivate or rampant growth. Even though it's like, sometimes you just got to do Yeah, that. that's true. But yeah, probably I still probably wouldn't. <laughs> that probably does feel bad. I'd rather... It, it definitely feels bad. <laughs> but I would rather I would rather counterspell their commander, probably. And just, because, you know, you know they're going to have to cast that after their cultivate anyway. Yeah, it, it, but Setting I think back. it's one of those things, like, if you have Admonition, if you're fighting against Admonition, Andrew, you're just like, oh, man, I don't want to catch Oh, yeah, especially once that's like, out, you're like, I have to, I have yeah. to. That'd be two, that two removal spells, essentially. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's too much, that's too much. Uh, Big Man of Black is the next one I came up with. These are all old school ones that probably don't see as much play anymore, but definitely did for a time, which was Exsanguinate that we named. Uh, Torment of Hailfire is just one big ass, just like, I win. I, that's the, I think that's the marquee black one. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Because because like in commander format. I feel like in most formats, this doesn't really work out. But in Commander, we're doing this for like 20, X equals 20. And there's just, yeah. it's impossible to like, I sacrifice, discard it, I'm dead. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I do, I'm dead. Yeah, and it's like, okay, you can manufacture situations where you're not like actually dead, but that's because you discarded six cards. Got rid of all your permanents. 10 permanents. <laughs> it's like, well, I have all my lands and like 15 life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no way. There's no way you're lying. I'm sorry. There's no way. And then the the classic gray merchant of Asphodel, which is like the Exanguinano stick. Um, mm-hmm. You'd ha- you'd only really see this in modern mono black anymore. But it's kind of I don't know if it's a win con really anymore because you kind of still have to blink it to make it good. Or um, yeah, I think yeah, it would be like it. it's just like a good card black. now. It's not yeah. a win con. <laughs> it's like yeah, because also gaining the life back. It's yeah, it's gonna just be like okay, I'm gonna gain ten, deal ten yeah. to all of you, and then you can blink it later, reanimate it. Um, but yeah. Well, you gained twenty. Right? You gained for each, I think. Well, yeah, yeah. It was great. Mission was a good card. Uh, blue bullshit. I called this category. The, <laughs> this is the uh, the iconic riffs of the world. Expropriate is an easy win con. It's just like I get all the turns, or I get all your best permanents and the extra turns. <laughs> and the next turn, man. Yeah, I, it's like. Uh, mm. Yeah, and you have omniscience on here too. Yeah. And omniscience, because I, honestly, I can't. It's like that's like it. it Omniscience to me is like the same thing as Liliana's emblem, right? It's like I could do it. I literally win the game. I mean, like I can do anything right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's hey, remember all those? Remember, remember the core mechanic of the game, which is yeah, forget that part. I'm just gonna do whatever I want. Forget about it. <laughs> Expropriate. Yeah. It. This is what this is. This is probably the most annoying one for me because it mm-hmm. it is a win con. Like you play yeah. it and you just. Like the game ends after you play it. You'll win the game. You'll win the game, but it's gonna take you some time. It's gonna take time, and it's just like, ugh. And then, you know, like the whole table agrees. Like, hey, we all played against Expropriate. Just tell them to take, uh, <laughs> take your permanent. No yeah, extra take the money. And then, like, three people just like permanent, permanent. And then the guy goes like, I think it's fine. <laughs> like, I'll give him oh, two extra turns. Now it's two extra turns and. Two of our best permits. So now, and he's like, "Well," and then, then they're sitting there like, "Well, he killed me with your stuff, so you're wrong." It's like, no, he wouldn't have been able to kill all of us if he didn't yeah. have two extra turns. Yeah, that one. Uh, that one is absolutely ridiculous for I sure. <laughs> because it's never just also one expropriate. <laughs> it's, it's always like, oh, I'm going to cast it from my graveyard yeah. and copy it. I'm going to like do all this stuff to. It's like exactly. I cast three expropriates. It's, it's like, a good one. All right. <laughs> uh, next, I had our Aristocats category. And this is an interesting category because their win cons are definitely, like, a little more sneaky. Like, we have things like Blood Artist as a win con for Aristocrats. And it straight up is. I mean, like, their Blood Artist in play, yep. sometimes it, it, it means the difference. I mean, it, it's like, that represents all of a sudden, like, 20 damage out of freaking nowhere from this little two-mana spell. Yeah, it's this little zero-one from hell. Yeah, this is, like, key... Uh, Win con where it's just like you take all your time to set up your like sacrifice engine, and then it's like blood artist. Yeah, does anyone do anything? It's like if you don't, like shit. It's like well, uh, yeah, because now it's like it's bad if our stuff dies too. It's just like he's just gonna drain all of us. It's gonna be ridiculous. Basically, if anyone like turn eight cast a spell with a question mark <laughs> at the end it's probably a wink <laughs> does it resolve yeah, it's like, this is oh, one of them. fine 
then I also put on like some enablers on here, like Phyrexian Altar and Ashnod's Altar. I, like I, this definitely fits that category you mentioned, where it it's like parallel lives. Like this is this. Yeah, is, you know, what but this will one, win you the game. This one more than yeah, this one more than others though. It does win the game the turn it comes down though more than those cards do. Yeah, you can play this card, and if you have enough stuff in play and enough stuff going on, it does mean you win the game. It's just in very certain scenarios. Yeah, it, the, this is why the I think the the term win con I think is it's it's pretty interesting because it's like, well, you know what, like for yeah, Alter, like it's this... almost a win con because you have two versions of Blood Artist, so it's like you need this to win the game, and then you just have a bunch of Blood Artist type effects out there. It's like okay, what like what is actually winning you the game? Really, it's the free sacrifice outlet. Yeah, yeah, also yeah. Also gives you mana. But yeah, it's it's yeah. Kind of just like it's possible these cards could be considered instead of as a win con. It could just be considered like the best card in your deck, you right, know, yeah. as like a maybe it isn't a win con, but it's like no, but it's it really is it's, like the best is draw ninety percent yeah. of the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, just the it, best card in my deck. Right? Yeah, like these are the cards that's like all the cards that whenever you're tutoring for something, it's like, I'm going to have to have a pretty specific reason why I'm not tutoring. Not grabbing that. All yeah. these ones are in the conversation of being like possible. Wing I wing just wing. know that like in something like my Endric deck in mono black, like the, I need one of these two. Cause my deck goes from like zero to 5,000 by having one of these two in play. It's like, mm. Oh man, like my hand is unlocked. It's almost like having omniscience in my hand. Yeah, straight up for with, that deck. Like, the ones that give you colored mana with Endrip. Yeah. Like, cast a spell, I get that many things. Well, I'm going to sacrifice yep. them all to get all the mana. Exactly. <laughs> I get all the mana back. Right. It is, ob- it, that's what I was saying. It is omniscience in that deck, which is just absurd. Uh, and then in red, uh, I, I, I said. Is also the other one. A Marionette Master, for sure. And that's a, that's a newer one, and I'm seeing it more and more. I'm playing it more and more in my decks, honestly, is, is why I'm seeing it more Treasures. in my mind make this yeah treasures (laughs) treasures plus marionette master kind of all you need i have 20 treasures in play i play marionette master well that's 60 damage in play (laughs) plus 20 mana that no one can respond to (laughs) yeah (laughs) tell me you're gonna lose that yeah that's pretty good uh and then red i said whatever happened to insurrection this is a spell that straight up when we started playing this was like i i think the most winning card i ever saw this was this was the win con. This was like the, it was the, the synonymous. Like, oh, people call you. You like, went out of your way to play red to play insurrection. <laughs> yeah, you just be like, well, do you have it like an insurrection like card like that? We'd use the insurrection as mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. now. Crater Hoof, I think, is kind of taken down that moniker. I mean, it sure has, especially where insurrection just doesn't show up anymore. Yeah, yeah, being a being a. Uh, it's but it's so good. Like, what does it cost? Like eight mana. Cost eight mana. mana. It's five red, red. red. Uh, I think it still would win the game. Like nearly every time you play it is the thing. Yeah, that's very true. There's another card very similar to Insurrection too. Um, Mob Rule, which is four red, red. It it only takes half the the creatures based off the power. But I think that card would also win the game a lot of times. Probably. If people played them more, I think they're just probably cards that are underplayed, if anything. Uh, and then we also named like Perforos for uh, yeah. token strategies. This was also a uh, an easy, easy win con. Play Perforos, yeah. dump a bunch of creatures, and then it's a hard to re- it's an indestructible enchantment thing. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> There's a bunch of these things that are just like 
we that that's perfect for win cons. Indestructible enchantments. Indestructible enchantments, yeah, that's probably good for a win con. That's true. Yeah. All right. But. Lastly, I wanted to go over this whole category of the alt win cons. So we know what a win con is now. But there are a bunch of cards in Magic's history that they wrote you win the game on. Right. Or some of that some of these that I, I listed uh say your opponents lose the game, which yeah. is the same thing. Right. <laughs> uh but they, there's a ton of them. And looking at this list in total, I don't think anyone has won with any of these in any game I've played. <laughs> yeah, there there is I've seen well the, I think the most popular one are ones that combo with like infinite mana. I've gotten killed by um self mill tons of times because that's a very classic mono blue blue sun zenith infinite mana loop and then you So you've died by what the lab man? Yeah, like lab maniac, Jace wielder okay. mysteries, now Thassa's oracle. Because that's a that's yeah. A, I mean, that's the other thing about that specific one that you named is that there's literally three, all in the exact same color, all with the same exact alt win con. <laughs> exactly. So, like, besides that scenario where there's three that do the same thing for the same color for the same uh, victory, like the rest of these. All right, another one bullshitty one to talk about is the Felidar Sovereign. Oh yeah. Is, that should be banned if it's not. <laughs> if anyone is like, oh, I... I don't think it or, is. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. But I'm just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, because... So it literally says you win the game if you're at your starting life total, which is 40. So, yeah, it probably should be banned. It's not. Uh, I just checked... The, I just double-checked the list to make sure. But yeah, I, I've definitely had multiple times where I built decks, looked at this thing, and went, nah. I'm the, yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> it, it seems like it's against the spirit of command, right? right? It's like okay, so I'm at my life total. I play this card, I win. Why? That that why? Yeah, and if you can like flash it out somehow or cheat it out with like uh like the like with an amulet or something, and it's just like okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you you you. It just seems so very anticlimactic. And if this said like d- double your starting life total. That'd be fine. I'd be okay. <laughs> but because that's what it was supposed to say, because this is it was made before Commander existed. Um, but yeah. other ones that I could say for sure, I think have won games before, but I have not personally seen Approach of the Second Sun, like I mentioned before. I think that's definitely won people uh, games. Oh yeah. Um, I could see Hellkite Tyrant winning some games. I have been yeah. close. Sometimes yeah. Hellkite Tyrant. Yeah, I have been super close to winning with Hellkite Tyrant. Uh, I think my opponents conceded before I ever got to do it, but that's essentially a win. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Um, but the, the game just it didn't work out. So um, uh, Revel and Riches, like we mentioned before, that's in the. It all requires is ten treasures, which at this point is menial. That's like super easy to get, I know, yeah. especially that this one gives you some treasures for uh, stuff. I haven't seen a Revel and Riches victory though. That said, I've never seen anyone do it. So maybe it isn't that easy. I don't. I don't know. Um, uh, and that's kind of it. I feel like the rest. I've oh, uh, mechanized production. Mechanized I could. Production, t- I, that's yeah. such an easy one, especially because you could put that on a treasure token. Then you only need what? Is it five? <laughs> I think it's five permanents. I think you need five of the same eight. name. Eight. Oh, you need eight. You need eight. 
But you, you get need one eight. every turn. But but you get one, yeah. You get one automatic. Yeah, put that on a treasure, and you just have eight treasures, and you can win. Yeah, the rest I've ne- I feel like does Pat run near death experience in his um, life total deck? He's gotta. I feel like he's gotta. Yeah, so he I could totally see him winning with that in any given moment. There are many times he goes to one life and we can't kill him. There's that. That's happened so many times. What's it? Biogenesis on a on a creature. It's like eight mana tap. Each player's life total becomes the, what? The, Bi- the oh creature. yeah, yeah. Is it bio? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I forget his name. Yeah, I was in like. Uh, Isn't that banned in Commander? Biogenesis is. It's a bio rhythm. Bio rhythm is, is banned. But it's, it's the same banned, effect yeah. for the same cost. It's just on a it's creature. It's just on a creature. Okay, but that but the creature version isn't banned. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, okay. Um, um I've seen that one a couple times. But that one doesn't say that's not an alt win con. That's not a Yeah, it kinda I don't know, it kind of plays like one Have you ever seen a Simic Ascendancy victory? I haven't. No, I haven't. I feel like that one could be possible. Dorting Nothingness just says a player loses the game. It doesn't actually win. Um, I've and I've seen, I've seen people, people lose. I've seen tons of people lose to Dorting Nothingness. Yeah. But I've never seen anyone win because of this card, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's just knocked certain people out of the game. So that, that, that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, the way door kind of operates is it becomes like a don't attack me <laughs> thing. Yeah. And then basically like you have to stall out because you're spending 10 mana to sacrifice this door to make somebody else lose. And it's like, all right, hey, now your only opponent's coming at you and you just wasted all this mana. Um, but How yeah, do you I, feel I about uh, Helix Pinnacle, which is a one mana shroud enchantment that for X mana, you put that many charge counters on it and you need 100 to win the game. I've never seen a victory. I feel like it was the boogeyman of the format but way back when. When we were like, just no one play this card. Now I'm like kind of interested. <laughs> it's it's super hard to do it fairly. I, again, I've seen this with like yeah, like I, infinite. I, I would want you to not go play infinite uh, mana combos with it. I, I, I feel like it'd be yeah. super interesting in a deck where it's not you don't have infinite mana, obviously. Yeah, the, that's the only the only time I've seen anyone win with Helix Pinnacles with infinite mana combos. But you have seen a win with Helix Pinnacle, yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I feel like that is a probably it's pretty easy to win. Just pay but, 100 mana, you win. Yeah, because it's but the, yeah, the way it it's not really played as intended. Like they're not turn oneing it and then going off. It's like part of the infinite mana combo is infinite mana. Draw their whole deck, play Phoenix Pinnacle, and you win. Yeah, uh, Miles Aria would be an interesting. I've never seen anyone even play this card, and I think that would be a super cool win card. I think this is in one of Pat's decks. Is it? If you win the game on your upkeep, you win the game if you have a creature with power 20 or greater. Uh, If you're listening to this, yell in your car. (laughs) Yes, I play Miles Aria! Yes or no. (laughs) It's just a super cool card in general anyway. Like, I like this card. It's upkeep. You get a 1-1 counter on a creature that has power 5 or greater. You gain 10 life if you control a creature with power 10 or greater. And then you just win if you have a creature in power 20. That's an awesome card. I would love to see that played more. Uh, of course, it's in Naya only. Naya and above right. only. So, like, yeah, good luck. I actually personally own the uh, Mortal Kombat. I have never won with it. Mortal I have it in, I have it in my uh, Liliana deck as a win con. I feel like um, that's super easy to do if you build your deck around it. 
Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't do that. And uh, it's super, really impossible to do. <laughs> I, when you're I not, have, when you're not just I have personally found, yeah, exactly, literally, right? I have personally found it that, like, I'm like, oh, sweet, I have Mortal Kombat in hand. Well, how many do you have in my graveyard? I must be close. I have, like, 30 cards in my graveyard. I'm like, I gotta be close. I have six creatures. And, I'm like, and then someone plays, ooh. like, <laughs> the Duke of Bug, you're like, ah. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. Six is not twenty. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this. It would be a super good card in a deck where you are definitely self milling. I should take it out of Liliana. I think I did take it out of Liliana actually after a while uh, because it's, I, the deck isn't self milling. The, the idea was I play a bunch of little minuscule one ones that kill themselves. I discard a bunch of cards. I'm like, I must get to twenty eventually. No, <laughs> <laughs> you are wrong. Yeah, I mean, because think yeah, about it. Like, if you don't, like, not too many commander decks play more than like, like a, a commander deck with a ton of creatures has like thirty-eight 30. creatures. Yeah, I would say around thirty. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I have to mill like two thirds of my deck <laughs> of my creature of my creatures, not even of my deck. Like, well, yeah, yeah just pro- thinking like just to yeah. get out there, but yeah, yeah, you probably got to mill like eighty percent of your deck. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, hmm, this is hard. Uh, Azor's Elocutors, I could see winning, but in a super boring fashion, it's like, it's like, it's got to spend five to maybe in a proliferate deck, it could get there really quick, but it's, it's takes five turns otherwise, five turn cycles of your turns where you haven't gotten damage dealt. Yeah, this you really need the pillow for. I've tried to slide this into Atraxa a million yeah. times, and it just never really worked. tough. Really because tough. They, I, I can't see like, that winning much. Because also, it encourages people just to chip damage at you. Yep. Yep. So yeah. Like, all they need to do is, is yeah, right. Uh, one damage at you. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm a couple flyers, and it's just like ah, oh, fine. I mean, with Atraxa, it's not too bad because your commander is awesome, but like it just encourages the the thing you don't want to happen. <laughs> I kind of want to build a card around this one. I didn't know it existed. Barren Glory. Four white, oh. white for an enchantment. Uh, during your upkeep, if you have no permanence other than Barren Glory, and also no cards in hand, you win. <laughs> yeah, I just love, love the idea. You're just like, I got nothing left. I got nothing but barren glory. For glory. <laughs> I feel like you could play this in like a black white deck where you, like you could just sacrifice all your lands, all your bullshit, and just be like barren glory. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on, bitches. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Biovisionary seems super hard to do in Commander. Uh, I love it though. You could. It's possible because you could play so many clone effects. This There's is one the, green, blue, uh, two, three. You right have to control. Reflection. You can also play Spy Kit. Spy Kit. Spy Kit. <laughs> <laughs> it broken, names a creature. Known broken card, Spy Kit. <laughs> the amount of times I just want to build a Spy Kit deck on this channel. I'm just like, Eric, we need to play Spy we Kit. We need to play Spy Kit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Notable yeah. commander playable card, Spy Kit. I think that should be a couple episodes where, because there's another card on here I really want to build around was Triskaidekaphobia. That's a great card. You just have to have, what, 13 cards in your hand? Thir- if they have exactly 13 life. <laughs> Anyone who is exactly 13 oh, life. Oh, Triskaidekaphobia. Yeah, there's also cri- Triskaidekaphile. Right. Who, if you have 13 cards in hand, you win. And I think that's sort of easy-ish. That's way easier. 
That's way easier than you have someone ending with 13 life, yeah. Because yeah. that only, that doesn't make you win the game, right? It makes just people lose? Yeah, each player who has 13 life loses the game. And then you could bump them up, down. Yeah, you could, you could tick up, tick down. But yeah, it doesn't actually win you the game, it only makes people lose, which is yeah. infinitely harder to win the game with. I mean, yes. like... Because <laughs> there's also cards like, there's Nicol Bolas Dragon God on, on an alt-con list. And it just seems impossible. It's not minus eight. Is that if an opponent doesn't control a legendary creature or a planeswalker, they lose. Um, which this the is game commander is built around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is commander. Really constant access to a legendary creature. So like, good luck winning the game. And you also have to like somehow get four. It starts with four counters and it's a minus eight, and it only has a plus one ability. So you have to take four turns to add counters to it. Yeah. It's not a bad card by any means, but like you're never gonna get there with that ability. It's just it's never happening. Yeah. Uh, Test of endurance is very much like the Felidar Guardian. It's fifty or more life you'll win. Mm-hmm. At least a little better than Felidar Sovereign. Know, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> At least just you don't like... start there. <laughs> Dark Steel Reactor. I could never see you getting there. It needs twenty charge counters on it. You get one charge counter per turn on this thing. Yeah. This. It's harder. It's way too much. It's way too much. It's harder than you think. Uh, Chance Encounter, I know everyone and their mother plays this in every coin flipping game, but I can't see you ever winning with this card. (laughs) You get a luck counter on it. Uh, But ask me when you win a coin flip. Yeah, the one nice thing about this is you really only need one luck counter on it, and then Plurifray can just get you the rest of the way. Yeah, but you're playing that in red. Red does not proliferate. I'll tell you that much. You got to be playing some good proliferate stuff with you're that, like five color proliferate or something. Uh, Maze's End is just a no- non-starter. <laughs> that means you're playing all gates, and that means your deck sucks. <laughs> so the gate thing is interesting because this is, I think, one of the one of the first loves of a lot of commander all win kinds. Like, oh, I'll make this sweet gate deck, but then it just turns into a ramp lands deck because Mm -hmm. you need all the ramp spells that just get non-basic lands and then you're just like well i'm doing a lot of ramp i guess i'll put in like field the dead and all these landfall things and it just turns into a landfall deck and you're just like oh i guess i also play mazes right and then you're just like oh okay this is what's really actually going to win me the game uh the epic struggle is an interesting one that i never knew about it's just funny because this is two green green for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you'll win if you have 20 or more creatures. Which is actually kind of easy in token decks. The thing is, is you probably already won. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, how come you're not... like? It's like, you had, you had 20 creatures in play, and you didn't win the game. <laughs> right, yeah. It, it's like, there's a three-mana enchantment if you have 20 creatures out, they'll win the game that we already talked about. Yeah, that we already talked about. Because, like, yeah... It's like this is only helpful if your opponent is playing cards that make it uh, impossible to win by combat. And that's the only way this is useful. And then why are you putting this card in your deck? Right. And then there's the absolutely impossible pipe dream that I have of playing Happily Ever After and actually winning the game with it. I wish they made this card just slightly better in any way, (laughs) shape, or form. Just a little bit. Hey, it draws you a card. Why? Why are you? <laughs> Just take off like any any one of its requirements. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Archetypes one. That's got to be the hardest one. 
Yeah, six or more card types. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I think honestly, at that point, it's it's getting your starting life total high enough. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> you need to be at forty-one life, and it's you know at the end of commander games, that's like man, you got to really be. You gotta be pushing to do that to actually do it. <laughs> and it's not like I'm playing my my happily ever after deck and the happily ever the five life it gave me got me there. <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's just no way. Uh, it's unfortunate, but pipe dream. Yeah, that's all that's all I got listed. So um of all these alt win cons. But there's there's more and they're they're printing more as it comes. They yeah. uh they continue to, to to make this a thing, which is fun, I think. You know, I, I would love to see any deck randomly play any of these alt win cons. Again, because I've seen so few actually win with this stuff. Like I'd be impressed. I wouldn't be mad. I'd enjoy the game. I, oh, uh one we could add to this list is the uh Strixhaven Stadium. Is a is, yeah. is a relatively new one. Uh, that one, of course, it does not say win the game. It uh, just makes opponents lose again, mm -hmm. which is a lot harder. As we were mentioning, it's like that's not nearly as good. Um, that's one that um, I might add to Renar. Actually, Eric, uh, talking about some win cons for Renar, it was uh, that was one that I, I was debating for because I do you know. Yeah, four damage isn't much, but four counters onto uh, Strixhaven Stadium, that that's a big yeah, deal. That's that's, good, yeah. that's halfway to that's halfway to, to ten to make someone lose the game. Right. That could be a, that could make the difference there. So um, yeah, that that it's not exactly a uh, strictly alt win con, but you know, it makes someone lose. Yeah, it, the make someone lose versus winning the game is interesting because on one hand, making someone lose is a much more interesting like tactical decision that you have to make, and it's just like okay, the game's just not over. I have to actually like position myself in a way to so I can beat this one first person one on one, even though I pumped a bunch of my resources and just like instead of improving my board, I'm doing this like essentially like a gimmick kind of thing. Yeah, there's also I just remembered too the Vorpal Sword in black. Yep. They have the eight mana. It's an equipment. I think it equips for one. It's like a plus two, plus zero oh, death touch. Uh, actually, it probably equips for more than one. I think it caught. Does it cost one? And it costs one. Yeah, equips for more. I'll, I'll just search it just so we know for sure. But eight mana. So it equips for two black. Black, black. <laughs> black mana to cast. Black, black to equip. Plus two, plus zero oh, with death touch. Five black, black, black until end of turn. Uh, if the equipped creature with Vorpal Sword deals combat damage to the player, they lose. Mm -hmm. uh, along those lines, there's, you know, Phage. some emblems. Yeah, there's Phage, there's emblems from Vraska that say, like, yeah. you have an emblem now that when people hit, they lose. They're not easy ways to win. <laughs> I've never, no. seen people, never seen people successfully pull that crap out. Yeah, but I, another thing about so the going back to like losing versus winning thing. But on the other hand, it's just like, all right, hey, you lo like the, in a four place a game or four person game, one person loses the game, and then they're just sitting there <laughs> forever, and then you might lose because you just spent all your time killing one person instead of like uh, occupying like a normal board state, and right. then the game just kind of goes on. Where at least if you win. If it says you win the game, it's like, all right, you did it. Let's chuck it <laughs> again. Right. <laughs> it's kind of interesting, I think. All right, anything else to add to the uh, WinCon discussion? No, I think we kind of nailed it. it. It's interesting that you seem to have our different philosophies for WinCons, where I, I basically have, like, I just want 
if I draw a quarter of my deck, I have a good chance of drawing one. And then it seems like you are like, my deck is built around doing its thing. And then yeah, you know, up my win con and then winning that way. We can have that discussion quick. So I feel like where that philosophy comes from uh, is playing the amount of commander games I have. What I find is that the game comes down to it. And it's not like, like, I'm at 13 life and you're at 13 life. It's not like at that point I need to draw a win con. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I find this in a majority of games. It's like, okay, like, I just have to deal 13 to you and I win. I don't need a win con to do that. I just kind of need to just eat you out. It's, I agree, like, you have to run something that wins the game because there's so many, in, right. contrary to that, there's scenarios where, the game is stalled. There's nothing going on. Everyone's still at 40. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Sometimes with that, you're just like, ah. But in those scenarios, in my mind, I'm like, well, by then I must have run through half my deck. And yes, then I only need to run two or three to see one of them yeah, and to, to come out and, 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 and hit it hard. And you know when you need to play it, too. It's not just like... Yeah, right. I, you know, it's not cards that I'm snapping in, onto the yeah. battlefield. I'm, I'm holding them until the right, right moment. And yeah, so I prefer to, just the way I like playing Commander, I prefer to have things to do at all times. Mm -hmm. I, I don't ever want to go through a whole turn cycle where I did nothing. And the only way I've found to do that is that, like, I play just everything I can. Just cheap, just cheap spells. Just yeah, everything cheap. That kind of fits in line with your, uh, your, per your deck personality, which is like, I want like free activated abilities. Yep. Do stuff with multiple zones. Yeah, always it's have a resource available to me. If you look at like my commanders in general, I prefer the commanders that have like little yeah tick abilities that say like do this when this happens, do this, do this, do that. Uh, that I don't have to pay for. I don't have to do anything for. I just, I just bam, do it, yeah. done. I, my commander did something. I played it, and my commander did something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like commanders with haste. I like commanders with like that, that, that do something as soon as they're played. I, yeah. I want them to do stuff. I want to play the card and it do stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it, we have different numbers, but like it's almost for the same reason. Where it's just like, but you said like, oh, I'll just switch it out if I get bored with it. Mm -hmm, and I'm just mm -hmm. like, ah, I'm just gonna. I I don't want to. I have the, I have the variety built in. Yeah, I like I'm, I'm having gonna... it here. And I will switch out cards if they get boring, but yeah, I've just been like, no, I'll just, it's like, for me, I'm just like, ah, it's three card slots, I'll figure yeah. it out. Which is the most fun thing about Commander, right? Is like, yeah. you don't get tired of your decks nearly as fast. I, I can play 20 games with the same Commander deck, and in that 21st game, I'm like, I've never drawn this card in a single game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just be like, ooh, yeah, Holy I forgot to put this card in here. Yeah, I'm super excited to play this. I, I've played this deck for, like, 14 years, and I haven't seen this card yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Best part about the format. It really is. It really is. All right. Uh, with that, what are we going to be talking about? We're back on to D&D &D next week. What are we going to be discussing down there? Yeah, we're back into our class review. We've, we've rebranded from characters. We've rebranded, yeah, class reviews. Class, class review reviews. Series, which is more accurate. Uh, Absolutely. We're going to go yeah. over the Monk, which is probably my favorite melee or like martial class. You I were saying that. And I was, and I was like surprised because this is my least, like literally we like, I went, he says favorite. And I was like, that is my least favorite. So yeah. he has a lot of convincing to do. 
Um, I, it's funny though because when we first went over the rogue, I kind of thought that that was my least favorite, and now I love the rogue. Right. <laughs> I think the rogue is amazing, uh, and monk is definitely my last favorite. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see. Let's, but yeah, you'll have to push this one back up. Watch, we'll we'll do it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe not. <laughs> then you'll be like, this is this guy's amazing. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, now the monk's my favorite. Now, yeah. I, I, the the way I said it is like to me, the monk has the by far the worst subclasses across all of D anD. d It has just the worst subclasses, and I don't hate the monk as a as a base class. I just mm. hate its subclasses, and that for me is it's it's like nope, not interested. <laughs> yeah, and one thing that these class reviews kind of do for both of us is like very very few times is it ever required in D&D to just be like, I'm going to sit down and look at all the classes in parallel and compare them. Usually it's like, ooh, that's a cool idea. I want to build this subclass in particular. And you don't really think about like, oh, is this, what's this ability? And like, oh, there's this other ability, this other subclass, or about, oh, you know, this this other subclass right. of You don't, go, you don't dig deep into something else at that yeah. point. You're already, you're already entrenched. Yeah, because you're like, I want to build a touch sorcerer <laughs> thing i just need to figure out that <laughs> what are you talking about i've never done that never done that uh yeah so we're gonna go over the bunk should be interesting yeah maybe maybe uh uh one or more of our opinions will change but in the next uh and then what about magic yeah what about when we get back to this we're gonna like this is probably the most important <laughs> uh magic like edh which is like deck construction because i think this is yeah. the most intimidating intimidating aspect of uh, and a piece of what we talked about today is definitely in there and we'll have to discuss it in there as well yeah uh and and we should mention too just beyond that um previews will start like the next day after we have the next magic episode for uh new capenna Ooh, okay so we're gonna be a little late to the game then because we'll uh flip back probably to D and then get to new capenna and at that point, everything will be... Actually, I think New Capenna will be, like, released at that point. Because <laughs> that, that's kind of how it works, right? It's like, yeah. all the spoilers are released one week, and then the very next week is the pre-release, and then the full set is released. So, I feel by like the time we start so our Capenna release, yeah, by the time we start our Capenna um, uh, review, it, it, the set will already, like, kind of be out, like, that day. It, like, comes yeah. out in full, and it will be available in stores when we're talking about it. And uh, and I assume I think we're getting commander decks for it. I haven't seen any for that yet. I've honestly I've seen spoilers going forwards like even further for some reason. I've already seen um, the next commander legends like re- set, which is called Baldur's Gate, um, yeah, where they have it's kind a full of like set D and D for commander. Yeah, it's two. super weird. So they're they're bringing back. Um, Ah, well, we can talk about it on the talk next one, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that's been previewed, but I'll I'll leave that for later. A little spoiler, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler for the spoiler episode. Whoa. But they're bringing back dungeons. What? <laughs> no party mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, you know how pissed I am about that. Still, we oh were so hyped on the party mechanic. It's the Birds of Dragon freaking party people, and they just nixed it. They're like, nah. <laughs> They were coming out with a whole D&D set where they were talking about the D&D classes in this entire mechanic and went, nah. 
we're not going to do that. It's literally... <laughs> and came out with this stupid dungeon mechanic that everyone's like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I like the dungeon mechanic. I, I like... I, no, 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 I like the dungeon mechanic. Yeah, For but, constructed, it blows, uh, but yeah, it's very fun. Otherwise. It's, it's like, cool, but it's like... I like it, but I don't think it's good. I'd much rather have the party mechanic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would like more party mechanic stuff. Yeah. First, oh, they have to print more party mechanic stuff. Look, Brad, no I joke. have never talked bad about dungeons or dungeon-related products. So I... <laughs> yeah, which is so funny. Guys, go back and listen to the review on Eric, like, trashing this deck and then going ahead and buying it. Like, oh, no, it's fine. I was like, actually, this is awesome. I was defending it like hell, and Eric goes, no, that sucks. And I was like, I don't know. This one seems pretty sweet. <laughs> I'm like, nope. I was I like, this one seems about. this one seems the most synergistic out of all. Fake <laughs> news. <laughs> also had probably like my favorite new cards of the cycles, you know, like it had like the immovable rod, I think is oh, my favorite out of this set. Underrated card. It's Oh so my god, good. it's every, so good. Every time I play it, I'm like, this is amazing. It's it's so good. I need to buy one, actually. What do they cost now? Because I feel like nothing. they're only printed in that. Yeah, they're nothing. 19 cents. I'm no, buying one. No one plays it. but I, it's They like, should. Yeah. They freaking should. It's if so not, good. I'm going to buy like five because it should go <laughs> in like almost every white deck. <laughs> It's so good. It's just such a good card. Uh, and then, uh, did it come with the Reckless Endeavor? Which, or not the Reckless, sorry, the, uh, the, the black one. The black Endeavor. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, it didn't? Which one had the black Endeavor? Did the, I don't know if it, oh, it might have. It, I had, I, it I had, had to be the dungeon deck. I had one anyway, and I put, I, I do play that in. If any other decks ran black, I think it had to have been the one with the Grave Endeavor. It had to be. No? We're we're live figuring this out. What deck had Grave Endeavor? Uh, Grave Endeavor, which is my favorite was, Endeavor. I think it. Yeah, I think it was in the set because I I think it was in. Uh, well, it was in the set, but which deck specifically did it run? I thought it was in the. It's gotta be. It's in Sephiroth. Yeah, it is. Okay, I just found it. Yeah, it's in Sephiroth's. Yeah, and that's my favorite endeavor. It's by far the best endeavor. Uh, it was my favorite of that cycle. It's so good. It's so yeah. ridiculously strong. It's just like, compare that to like some of the other ones, where it's just like... Oh, the, the rest of the endeavors I could care less about. I, Reckless is good, but you, you, have, to, you, have, you have to high roll. You ha like... It's very good if you roll two 12s. Yeah, that card is busted. Deal 12 to everything, get 12 treasures. Okay, yeah, that's busted. But you have to high roll to get that. Grave Endeavor is always good. Yeah. It's, it's my favorite of the cycle. Uh, yeah, so it had my favorite of all of the new cards. What was that deck? Anyway, we're, we're totally over it. Oh, my <laughs> God. We're over, and, and we're off topic, and the party's going on, Eric, so let's go back to the party. Let's go back to the party. And Villanova's playing Michigan tonight. Let's go, Nova! <laughs> and all you listeners out there, party on! Party on.